Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. Great to be here with you again. Uh, it, the, the, the nights have been getting longer and lonelier here in the towering stacks of your, of your library. But I am gradually carving out a little niche for myself. Mm. Have you made a book fort yet? Oh, that's an idea. Well, I've made it out of... I've been using bits of furniture that I found lying around. Now, most of the furniture was already broken. Mm-hmm. At the very least, squeaky, before I took it apart. So oh. I don't think you really accuse me of vandalism. I but no, come that far yet. Well, no, you can you can just take stacks of books and build walls out of them. You can lay them like a brick. Probably a lot more stable than the really huge tomes on row 15. And if you put them on the top Is of the Is it roof, safe in row 15? Well, as long as you didn't feed them before midnight. Uh, what do we feed books? I don't have any book feeder. Well, that's good for you. Then they won't come after you because they can smell it on you, you know. <laughs> Okay, my next question was going to be, what is book feeder? But I, I guess we can safely skip over that. All right, well, we'll, we'll skip the tour that I wanted to give you of this. Uh, uh, I mean, it's mostly wooden slats, and, you know, that's not going to keep anybody out. So I will rebuild it, as you say, with uh, the tones from row 15, and I'll, I'll give you the, the, the tour uh, next time. Okay, that sounds fantastic. You know, I do have a guest room. You have a... a... Never mind. Uh, okay, well, we can, we can talk about that some other time. Well, how many guests do you have? Counting you? Yeah. yeah. One. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I think some math is in order, but uh, never mind. I'm really looking forward to this book fort now. We'll talk about the guest room later. Fantastic. Well, of course. Okay, so I don't want to damage any of your books, least of all the book that we've picked for today. What can you tell us about Iparia dell'Atomo? Well, it's a, um Italian book. Yeah. It goes without saying. Um, I think this is our, our first non-English uh, book. It is, it is, it is. Uh, speaking of which, did you, did you read it in Italian? Yeah, yeah uh, naturalmente. Oh, oh, fantastic. I, uh, uh, okay, I, I have to admit here. I, I, I don't speak Italian, so I uh, had to read the translation. So, yeah, yeah it's from a uh, Italian mail series. Uh, basically, you subscribe to this, and they send you a book every week or month. I'm not entirely sure what, uh, what the uh, is. It says right there, Publicazione Quattro Dizionale. So that's once every two weeks. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. That's quite a... Uh, that's quite I know. That's I guess a... they must have had quite a few uh, writers working for them. That's good value. And by the way, for the readers at home, if you uh, look down at your podcasting device, you should should be seeing the, uh, uh, the cover. And if not, you can look in the show notes for an image and a link. So the the book is by Max André Rajon. It sort of sounds Ray like Reagan. Reagan. Max Reagan. <laughs> That's what we're doing. I mean, it's a very space-themed cover. And apparently it cost 150 lire, which, which seems very expensive. It's for a, a fortune. I mean, yeah. the lira, a notoriously stable currency, the, the uh, euro is still tied to it. Of course. Much to the chagrin of Germany. So, oh, presumably this was for like a subscription, for like a year subscription. Well, that makes more sense. Of course, you're, you don't get to pick and choose your own books, but uh, as long as the theme is uh, good. And with a name like Urania, you know that they are very serious, dedicated to the craft. Absolutely. Uh, no funny jokes. Yeah, exactly. Other... Nothing crass. Nothing. No, no mocking of, of speculative fiction, as we see so often yeah. in what no. is laughingly called the golden age of science fiction. Golden age of science. Well, I don't know. Did it ever stop? I mean, or is it just people who just want more Heinlein? <laughs> Well, a lot of those writers did eventually die. Yeah, well, there's that. I mean, Asimov, Heinlein. I mean, if you read it now, there's Herbert. They're still classics, but they're, they're, they definitely were a product of their time. And if you, oh, if, yeah. you compare, if you compare them with more modern science fiction writers like Banks or Strauss, then it's like it's clearly evolved the whole thing. But genre. surely this was all before the, the, the great disappointment in, in technology as the, as the liberator from oppression and, uh, uh, and inequality. And expect, we expected to have flying cars and what? Yes. We do have hover trains. Uh, no, no flying cars still. I mean, the, 
the, no, and a future where uh, to it. I can't remember who I quote, but a future where everyone can afford to have a maid. Now, this person didn't think through the obvious staffing problems there, but well, if the maid is a robot, like in the Jetsons. Mm, well, Rose, Susie, Rosie, Rosie, I think. Rosie, called, yeah. Yes. I mean, we, I don't have a Rosie, I have a Roomba, but it's close enough. Oh, and adorable he is. I, Although the Roomba and the little librarianess don't seem to get along very well. Let's talk about the cover. Okay, so, so for the for the for the readers at home, quite prominent on the on the cover is it's, well, a gentleman with big old ears and big old eyebrows and uh, a serious uh, overbite. So for, for, the, for the listeners who, like me, don't speak Italian, il paria dell'atomo means the pariahs of the atom. Yes, and pariahs for those who of lower class, who doesn't, who doesn't belong at all. So the, the outcasts of the atom, i paria dell'atomo. So you'd think that it refers to neutrons which are being thrown away as a nuclear fission. Uh, oh, that's occurs. a cool idea. But I don't think that's what the writer was trying to get at, especially since that wasn't widely well, known at the time that this book was written. Fiercely, fiercely classified, and therefore fodder for the imagination, where it could be anything. It could be yep. anything that comes out of the atom when you, when you split it, and uh, 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 monstrous amounts of energy, enough to power, for instance, the rocket featured on this, uh, on this cover. Absolutely. It's a uh, vertical landing rocket. For all we know, it could be shaped like a bowling pin, because we can't see the top from the cover. Well, so, also very prominently featured is the number four on the, on the cool wing of this cool-ass spaceship. Mm -hmm. I'm really into this spaceship. As, as the readers of the book will know, it's the fourth ship of this fleet which has landed. And as you can see from the, um, the, the man on the right side of the cover... Uh, yes, the, the uniformed gentleman on the right, the... Our uh, guest visitors are not entirely welcome here. Well, there is a protocol for how to welcome uh, uh, these uh, essentially uh, undocumented uh, visitors, I think is the, the euphemism that we're supposed to Use. They, they weren't in, surely weren't invited. No, exactly. Uh, and they, just and they weren't the sending their best. This is uh, number four, for God's and sake. And the fourth ship. Let's finish up with the, uh, with the cover before we really get into the book, because there's a, there's a whole bunch of other illegals. They look like a bunch of bad hombres uh, featured on this cover. We have, a, we have a green gentleman. We have a, 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 an eye-stalked gentleman with, with either one eye, or maybe the other eye-stalk is, is off to the side. We have some more. Yeah, the green guys, which are called spastawals, actually. Actually, in the series, gotta say, kind of got bedroom eyes. Oh, the the, yeah, the, the see what the, I mean? Yes, but the guy and like the, staring on, right at us, and like the guy on the stairs just looks looks like he's like just slipping, is desperately <laughs> trying to hold onto the handrail. Um, I, I I think he looks like someone who's trying to pretend that he knows someone in the crowd. He's going like, oh hello. There is no one there for him. Uh, on the background, in the background, we can see one of the Earth ships, one of the minimalist, super lightweight, maximum thrust to weight ratio. Yeah, it's fighter craft. In the background. It's almost the skeleton it of, is, a, like uh, barely, of a ship. There's barely anything there. It's just enough framework to keep the engines far away from the pilot so that it can survive their second mission. Mark Wahlberg would feel entirely at home up there. The Martian? The film? The, Ma the Martian? Oh, right. Mark Wahlberg. I thought, okay. Wasn't yeah. that Mark Wahlberg? I have no idea. No, it wasn't. It was Matt Damon, wasn't <laughs> Matt Damon, it? Yeah. Oh. Matt Damon's the one who I always gets left about, behind. I thought you were talking, I mean, NASA must have spent a fortune rescuing <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon from NASA, various places. Uh, 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 the armed forces, I believe. It's like they keep, like, 
stop taking him along. You're going to have to rescue You're him. You're going to have to, exactly. Don't let him, just let him stay at home, for God's sake. Yeah. The basic elements of this cover really set up the story very competently because this is how the book starts. For once, truth in advertising, yeah, because we've had some, 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 some beautiful but very misleading covers that, that take their inspiration from various parts of the book that leave it open to interpretation where it, uh, where it might be coming from. But no, there's an opening scene, ship number four lands, protocols are in place yep. uh, for how to, how to receive these, and they, they, they disembark. People are led off the ship, they're being kept under guard, and the apprehension in Billy Almo's face, Billy Almo being the uh, Spock precursor, ah, which you yes. can quite clearly see on the... Uh... You hit the nail on the head there. Did you, do you know this, this story? No, do tell. Well, the, uh, uh, this was literally the inspiration for, uh, uh, for the character of Spock. Um, it, this led to years of litigation on the, uh, uh, between um, Max-André uh, Reagan and Gene Rodden... Rodden Gun. No, I was trying to, I was trying to make a, a nice little word joke for Gene Roddenberry. No, there's nothing there. Gun Roddenberry! Between Max-André Reagan and Gun Roddenberry. Uh, yes, yes, uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was horribly litigious. Eventually, it was settled by shrinking down the ears on, on, on Spock. Now, to be honest, he was half human. He was half, only half Vulcan. Yeah, but I'd expect that to be the bottom half. Well, I, I don't think we ever solved that. Well, more problems for, for, for Gun Roddenberry to well, solve. Did you, did you ever see that episode where it's... It's Star Trek, the previous generation. No, no, it starts out with like him him walking in and uh, yeah. Spock talks to Kirk and he goes like, I saw that porno video you made. You have an enormous cock in your mouth. <laughs> Yes, I, I do remember reading this speculative script. Uh, <laughs> spoil sports. <laughs> yeah. There are limits to how much I will yes and. Yes, and I believe you're wrong. But this is the original. This is the original from which Spock was derived. And he has a lot of the traits that, uh, uh, that we recognize from, uh, from Spock from Star Trek. He had a very mm. stoic demeanor. He, has... he sees ahead what's coming, uh, yeah. both in a literal and a metaphorical way. He's led off the ship and he sees the way that they're being received and this is not how what was promised to them. Because they've been assured, as, as the broadcasts from Earth have made clear, that there is no policy of family separation at the border, and, and yet... Oh, and yet there's only yeah. males coming down. There's no, not a woman or child in sight. Now, from this expression, you'd think we're heading into a solient green type situation. I mean, huh, solient green, like the green guy. Oh, I get it, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he must be delicious. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. All that chlorophyll. Do you think he's a plant? Mm, well, he might just be able to, like, soak up some sun and instead of vitamin D photosynthesize. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, some real yeah. good stuff. All right, well, maybe, you know... Then maybe that's what the allusion towards like adrenal to gland his harvesting was. Buds, yeah. Oh, no smoke without fire. I know. That's a funny saying, isn't it? Well, I've got a smoke machine up on deck 14. What does it... What for? And wait, since when do libraries have decks? Oh, there are decks? That's not in the library. Oh. Never mind. Okay, fort first, rest of the library later. Let's focus on... So we have... Uh, yes, the, the, the green gentleman that you yes. were uh, referring to uh, as Mengelbert. Yes, Engelbert. Engelbert the Spastable. Engelbert the Spastable. Yes, yes, exactly. I like the idea that he's, that he's, a, that he's a, a, a flora evolved, I think the, uh, the polite term mm. is. He must have some very juicy buds. And if he stands in place in one spot for too long, he'll take root. Which is probably why he's such a, uh, an avid dancer, as, as the spastobals mm. are, are, are described as being. Which is why concrete flooring was a big improvement in their society. So throughout this introduction, all the focus is on the aliens that are arriving and how, how confusing it is for them to, uh, uh, to be received with weapons pointed in their faces mm. and, and pens and cages uh, ready for them. This is, this is before the spastobals 
are shown that the floors are made of concrete and they can therefore be quite comfortable, but it's not so comfortable for the, for the stork eyes, whatever their name is, or, or for Biliamo's people. Okay, so they're being herded down the, uh, the ramp. Herded is the right word, well, yeah. That's, again, the cover shows you. It's like it's yeah. like guards running them up the hill towards the smoking... Oh, no, wait, that was the German. No. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This. Uh, what a what a lovely escape fantasy we've we've read this week. Uh, there, there, there's something to be said, you know, for the way that they're being treated. It's like they're they're coming here uninvited. Exactly. They expect to be taken care of. Yeah. Like, they expect to be worshipped as gods. No. No. We we have to work here. We, we have to. Wrong problems. You know. There's sort of shades of uh, the film Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. How there is a there is a press corps present there because ooh aliens are coming down to Earth, but it's it's number four. It's the the fourth time that this has happened. So. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yes. Not really. Anybody's, Nobody's watching. watching. It's certainly not live. Uh, Billy Amo gets more like ushered up to the podiums, like move it here, there, do your speech thing, and get it over with. And as the as the previous delegations have uh, have done as well, but usually with the help of a translator or with some uh, some mime, as we as we know, uh, mime is the uh, international language of space. Mm-hmm. Now people do pay attention to this speech because of the first one that's in actual Italian. Like he right. is. He's he's had, there's been communication. He's had an opportunity yeah. to learn. And the language. Very clever play by the author to avoid having to hold to do the whole translation problem thing. Yes, exactly. It's like, uh, I like and that also bit. like portraying them in a, in a in a very sympathetic fashion. Like here's one that you can actually hoping to fit in and be yeah. a part of the society, which is very optimistic from them. Yes, really, and uh, it's like, like what are they thinking? You know, it's, it's like, emotional blackmail as well. Okay, so you're you're trying to make us like you, but you don't have anything to offer. Don't have uh, any any prospects here. Expect here. To get a job. You know, they want to make themselves useful, but they're just... No, we are artists. We are musicians. Yeah, you, you, you make terrible art that we don't enjoy. You play fucking space instruments made out of glass that nobody appreciates. Yeah, breaking glass. I mean, they tried, Ramstein tried that. It's... But he still makes a, a very impassioned case that gets the journalist's attention. Yeah. So this is the part that I really liked. It's where, the, where he goes up and he starts talking about their reason... <gasps> I know what you're talking about. Uh, ...for bringing them into the whole... Yes, exactly. Uh, ...into the whole situation, which, which actually got him here. Sto Again, I don't speak Italian, so hang on, let me, let me, let me find the passage in the book. Ah, here we go. Yeah. As I am here now, representative of the others, talking to you, the Italian people, please accept our good intentions and good wishes towards all of mankind. Well, how would you describe that? Would you think that's a, that's a good, empathic... Uh, I, I, I think it's, I think it certainly is. I mean, you could also like it wouldn't be unfair to to characterize it in a in a more aggressive. There might have been some sympathies with the translator towards the aliens who are trying to get. Well, get yes, get this someone has else's been thing. a this has been a problem. Like English language science fiction literature is notoriously soft on the issues of racial purity and sovereign planethood. Mm. You know, the yeah. issues that values that we all as as humans share the horror of the... Oh, I can't even do this. Hold on. I'm kind of losing the plot. Okay. I, I know we were going to make a gag out of this, but I can't even fucking do it. It's like, uh, it's too hard. Good improv. God mm. damn it, brother. This is for us. This isn't just on a Tuesday, motherfucker. Yes, exactly. That's what we're supposed to go for. Oh, I hope nobody's listening to this. You're not, you're not listening to this, are no, you? No, please don't. And, and whatever you do, don't take us seriously. <sighs> okay. Right. How are we doing How are we doing for time? How are we doing for plot? God, uh, they, they still haven't made it off the fucking plane, have they? Well, they made it onto the tarmac. Oh, good. What's going to happen now? Just a, little, just a bunch of political 
bullshit. So after the speech, he uh, everybody gets shuffled off to their quarters. While the, like... the press corps is still discussing this, this, this fantastic speech that was given and certainly caught their attention and turned some heads, and none more so uh, than one of the guards. Poot. <laughs> yes, yes, Lieutenant Poot. The one thing you can see on the cover, it's like yeah. the, the guy in the red uniform, in the red overall at the back, That I think that's Poot. It ha- kind of has to yeah, be. Yeah, he's playing, playing pocket pool, juggling his balls in there. <laughs> Probably looking at Esmengelbert's bum. I mean, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Everybody loves a man in a toga. Better better than looking at Stock Eyes. Ooh. I mean, Stock Eyes probably, he probably has a lovely personality. I'm sure he does. He's delightful. And I'm sure he's like very charming and he's a good doctor. Great conversation. Good doctor. A good gynecologist, or he would oh. be if this wasn't one of those Italian mm. books that is essentially a world without women. That's a very good point. The whole world that there is not a single female character in the right? book is there. So I start to wonder whether, like Max André Regan, 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 pardon me, they're unisex names. There was a trend at the time for female science fiction writers to give mm. themselves, you know, unisex names so they could pass. Yes, uh, well, there was, DC a, lot Fontana, male, there was a lot of male gatekeeping. Uh, so CJ like, Cherry, yeah, like that sort of. Of, uh, even today, J.K. Rowling. C.H. Pounder. <laughs> oh, C.C.H. Pounder. C.C.H. Pounder, that's a lot yeah. right, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, you know, uh, <laughs> people who have to have to conceal their uh, their gender in order to uh, to not be pigeonholed in a way that they didn't want to. So yeah. maybe that was the case here as well. Maybe this was uh, a, a woman science fiction writer who, who just got in way too deep, who wanted to hide anything that resembled femininity, and thus... And had to produce her 14th edition for the uh, Ura series of books. Oh, yeah. I mean, it must have paid well. Who wouldn't want to keep that job? Steady job, you know. It's like writing for ten tentes in me uh, word. That's Vegas money, baby. Yeah. Or Napoli money, Napoli baby. Money, yes. That's uh, no, uh, Verona money. Siena money, baby. Mm, uh, Venice money. A Florence Venice. money, baby. <laughs> po Valley money. Pisa money, baby. Milan money. This is a fun game. Etna money. I think we're losing it. Sicily money. Like, you better hand it over, babe. Oh, I can finish this, this gag. Rome money, Roll money, roll money. Yeah! Kaki wins! <laughs> yes, um, Poot, who starts moving in. Poot to the rescue! Well, not, well, yes, kind of. So well, yeah, like, that's what... Um, okay, so they were ushered off into the hotel, as it is uh, Yes, the, proclaimed the, to the, the facility. Uh, uh, as long as the cameras and the, uh, are rolling and the tape recorders are, it's a hotel. I'm sure they that they were... Ex- happy that they have a roof over uh, their head. Exactly, I'm sure that they were expecting to be given homes of their own, to be living among hard-working Italians but they've got beds they've got relatively solid cage walls yeah, it's, it's not raining in there it's like they basically get, summer camp yeah they get fed I mean there's no lake to swim in but you know I'm pretty sure that uh, there's the water trough well yes uh, they can they can put their feet in it and spread their tendrils out and suck yeah. some water through those uh, oh for the spastovals yeah, yeah. I was much more into them than into into the stalk eyes the stalk eyes definitely like they just give me the heebie-jeebies but, but Biliamo with his, with the giant ears like are they supposed to be bad people. I mean, he's not even described as, as having great hearing or anything. No, it's, but I, I know I do this during these. I pay a lot of attention to the artists from the, who, who did the cover, and I swear that the, the man who drew this works for Mad Magazine. Ah, so it wasn't just me? No, absolutely. It's like... Like, he's got the, he's got the curly hair, he's got the, the overbite, as we described, the, the pouty baldness. lip. The, uh, alien pattern baldness, yeah. He's got this weird pate immediately after his fringe. Tuft, fetlock yeah. growing off the front of his head. Other than that, very high cheekbones, 
going all the way up to the ears. So it's like, it's like spoilers. A, yeah, it's like a it's like a little shelf sort of resting between the corner of his ear and the corner of his eye. That's it. Yes, uh, and, then, and then there's the kind of Italian nose, which is a bit of a. You can tell nose. why he was what? Yeah, why he was picked to be the the the, the spokes right. alien. Yes. All right. Uh, someone who could integrate well, someone who could almost, if it weren't for the ears, who could pass. Yeah, it's all the ears. And feed a family of four of those. You feed a family ears? What the fuck are you talking about? It's big enough. You can have a decent snack on one of those. When's the last time you've eaten... Okay, I have eaten pig's ears in Kiev. There you go. Were they deep fried? Mm. I mean, they were covered in sauce. Well, they were that, certainly that's spiced. That's definitely the way to go. That's kind of goes. Like, the only reason you eat them is to have a carrier for the garlic butter. It's a garlic butter delivery platform. Like, why even bother? And, and Just better, give me the little shells and the little... Because the thing is fun to play with and a little and fork or whatever. Bread, and then just like, yeah, yeah, but I don't care whether there's a little like slug. shriveled up slug no. or, or just a nice bit of ooh, a nice bit of bread, a nice bit of focaccia, oh, stuff it down there. Uh, you are in the in the throes of calorie restraint, and I can see your your eyes growing cartoonishly large as you imagine that your cat is a loaf of bread. Well, she does do all the whole the cat loaf. I know the cat loaf thing with the paws tucked in and everything. It's a gluten free cat. Well, now we've washed it out of her. She used to be black. That's nothing. That's not a joke. No. Don't laugh at that. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so... And at this point, they're supposed to be locked in, but Lieutenant Poot is there, and he's the one who's supposed to uh, 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 lock the padlock. He makes eye contact with Billy Amo and... just the, the whole clicky thing. Yeah. Make the lock click and then unclick it again so it goes in and he wanders off. Yeah. I can have some sympathy for that. I mean, his ideals are clearly not what you would want to ascribe to, but at least he has dedic- he's dedicated. He to has, it. yes. He has principles. He's, a, he's an yeah. infiltrator. I be, the fifth column is what right, I believe yes, you, that's, you, a, that's, you, that's the correct term you call them like the resistance who believes in freedom and equality for aliens and other such yeah, absurd pay, ideas paying for it I was glad to see that coming because I was very worried that this was actually a, a, a pro-integration uh, piece of fiction no we can't have that it's like the, people the, knew the opinions they were allowed to have yes the author plays it very well he kind of like makes the reader believe that that's where he's going yeah redactionary open-minded pro-immigration kind of thing yeah and then of course when the push comes to shove it gets cut off by the daring alert authorities who yes. make sure that who, uh, who protect us who ensure is safe. the establishment that has only our best interest at heart that protects us from these unwanted undesired influences and that does leeches upon society exactly that the regular hard-working Italians like all of us listening here now can enjoy the fruits of the uh, of the one government party that because honestly, why would you have multiple parties when one of them is definitely the best one? Just yeah, have the best mean, one. Okay, technically you're allowed to vote for the wrong people. I mean, everyone's allowed you? to make mistakes, but yeah. why would? Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. This, it, it makes no sense. And this is where Urania has always has always shown. Like they were kind of on the edge. They were pushing the the the, the boundaries of good taste. I really like how you're thinking. They're reading it. You're getting worried, and you're thinking like, Are they going to make? Are they actually going to let them get away with it? And like escaping into the countryside and looking for disguises and and it seems that there's no way that they can pull this off without and people getting their just rewards yeah and it's just you really brings it home how (laughs) well (laughs) (laughs) huh 
Okay, um, so, so Biliamo yes. leads his people away from the uh, detention center, yes. escaping uh, uh, under the cover of night. And Biliamo and the others manage to get out of the detention center. Let's see. Scene of deceit and sneakery through the rain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stealing through the dark under the cloak of night. It's hard to sympathize with them, but it's well written. If you actually think about what it must have looked like, they're all still, like, they're not in disguises just yet. They're all no, still wearing their, the their, their, their tunics, but then they have to pick up uh, a, a laundry that's left out in the rain for some reason. Like, these are very irresponsible citizens with their clothes. Until they uh, uh, they make it into the, the nearest town where yes. Biliamo shows just how much he knows about local earth customs and he makes a beeline for the church yes. banging on the door and requesting Signor Escala opens the door and, and graciously leads them into the church, hiding them behind the pews, getting them in warm food, yep. blankets, the whole shit. We are shebang. all children under God. We are, we are all from the same creator. This is a place so you go like, peace. oh my god, it's one of them. Clearly, Poot wanted them to go here. This seems to be the right way to go. They're in cahoots. Poot's in cahoots. Poot's in cahoots with the priest. He actually turns away the search party. Yeah. Which I thought was, again, a very good move by the author. It, it yeah, really exactly. throws his I was motivation so worried. into doubt. Like, my heart was pounding in, the, in, 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 in my chest whether the, 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 the noble agents of the establishment would be thwarted. I was angry. I was ready to throw the book out the window at this point, almost. Well, then, you know, you've got good literature on your hands. And then... Absolutely, you need to be challenged. And then, well, the, our choir boys, they're the fine lads yeah, the, with their the, hearts in the right place for the home country. It almost turns into an Edith Blythe book here. It's like surrounding the, our the group. youngsters bringing out their militia training, getting out, their, weapons, out yeah. their rusty machine guns and stuff and doing the right thing and capturing Turning the damn plowshares into swords. Have you ever taken a bat hit from a hoe? I mean, it's like... <laughs> That was my 20s, man. <laughs> These charming ragazzos with their, uh, with their peasant weaponry managed to round up and, and make short work of these, these upstart aliens. And now, of course, they've shown, they've shown their true colors. They're not willing to follow the right procedures. They weren't nope. content with exactly. sitting there in their luxurious accommodations. Where they would have been taken care their of. Habits. Yep. But no, they have to get out and try and get in their own way and make their way into the, into as, the country. As illegals in, in order to do crime. Yeah. These were clearly bad hombre, bad, bad, Absolutely. bad bambinos. Bad, bad aliens, like yeah. illegal aliens, you'd almost say. So yes, they, they bring the thing. So limbs are being hacked. hacked off, stamens are being torn off. Uh, Eye stalks are being severed. That was gross, but pluck them out, just it pluck them out. And screaming, screaming, screaming. Anything with eyes and Ears not so much, apparently. Mm, so yes. like the whole scene where his, his ears are ripped off and, and, and mm. torn to shreds mm. and like nibbled on as snacks by these, by these well, noble young men. You know, it's like you can give them a good frying with a bit of sauce, you know, it's like a lot of cartilage, but that's nice and crunchy. You no, know, I mean, this is back before they had crisps. Absolutely. But so justice is done, and they're left with a giant pile of dismembered aliens, and... Uh... I mean, the aftermath is televised properly, as it should be. Yeah. And I make sure that signal goes out there, and that the other ships, which are on their way, are turning back, and like, okay, maybe another exactly. 500 years Exactly. Exactly. Follow the correct procedure. Thing. Yeah. And there's a nice little coda on the story where uh, uh, Lieutenant Poot is found as well, uh, yes. and given the administrative Punish uh, punishment. Yes. 
Heinlein fans, I'm sure, saw oh. this uh, uh, saw this coming. Yeah, publicly, painfully. Yeah, yeah bring it on. Good old-fashioned. Order is it. restored, and this is something that I love so much about uh, uh, the Italian science fiction of the time. How apologetic it is, and how yes, yes, in its in its support of the establishment, and its and its and its painting the state in its proper light of guardians of the nation. Exactly, the the parents of our of our culture on whom we can rely to tell us what we need to do and how we need to do it. Disregard any weird alien influences and make sure yes, that everything exactly. back home stays pure. And yeah, no, I think it's a great book. I like it. So, how are we going to grade it? Well, let's see how we're gonna how we're gonna. What's a good Italian atom number? How about four? I mean, it's it's four. right there four. on the let's on the cover. So, like out of out of four, okay, what would you what would you rate this book for civic mm. uh, responsibility? Full marks for civic responsibility. Yes, exactly. Uh, writer style, I'd give it three out of four. Like I said, I mean, it, it made me angry. It's like, it, this, is, this is a good thing. I mean, it's like, yeah. it, it brings home, it, it provokes thought. It makes you provokes think about emotion as well. All and, right. And a final score out of uh, 7,102. I'm giving you, you have asked for nuance no, in, in previous agree, iterations. I so I would have to go with 6,483 and a third. Not a third, two thirds? <laughs> okay, maybe not that much nuance. Right. Thank you for uh, for sharing this book with me, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a great read. It was nice to flex my linguistic muscles. Uh, yeah, I'm impressed with your command of the Italian. Yep, I got away with. I mean, uh, yes, yeah. What do we have for okay. for next week? Next week, so that I know which book I should leave aside when I'm building my fort. Yes, absolutely. So next week we have Christopher Hitchens' masterpiece, uh, the Missionary Position, <laughs> Mother Theresa in Theory and Practice. <laughs> well, I can't wait, and and that about covers it. Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kathy. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Good to be seen, but... <laughs> <laughs>